Radio, the station for you. Tune in and enjoy our world-class DJs. Listen to the station that rocks. Listen to the station that rolls. Listen to the station that rides and blows away for 24 hours a day. Bulldogs Radio, your one-stop music station. Tune in and enjoy. Thank you, friend France. As you heard, according to that popular theme tune, this is the Bulldogs Radio Network. Good afternoon, or good morning, rather. Depends on where your geographical area is. My name is Chris Snell, reporting live or broadcasting live, whichever one of the two is most applicable. It's difficult to differentiate, but we'll get to that later. Coming to you live from South Africa to every corner of the world, this is Tempo Tavern Extra. Welcome to your Sunday.
And to kick off the show, Emphatic from Omaha, Nebraska, formerly of their second album called Another Life, Louder Than Love. A couple of years later, after taking their brain apart and putting it back together again, they would relaunch as Through Fire and take off with a bang, with their song Stronger being featured on the video game, the latter rendition of Mortal Kombat, which has been a franchise ever since the 90s and now recently has seen life in two forms, as a big-screen theatrical feature and, of course, as an animated feature called Scorpion's Revenge. Welcome to it. This is Tempo Tavern Extra on the Bulldogs Radio Network. My name is Chris Nell with you up until 5 p.m. local time. Before we commence further, please forgive me that we did not have a show this past Thursday. It was unforeseen circumstances, and I feel I should owe you uh, an explanation for that. Quite simply, I'm busy moving house. That's right, this hovel of mine is now officially on the market. And in fact, earlier this morning, uh, local time again, we received a visitor who came to look at the house, and we're trusting for a buyer. So sooner rather than later, I'll have my own nice little office in a better hovel, with a lot better soundproofing, I may add. But that's the way life goes, and I felt I owe it to you, my audience, to give you a show because it's become a household staple in either your car, in either your home, in either uh, if you should be listening to this via the app. Come on. You and I have a regular date, and if I stand you up, you might pick someone else. I don't want that to happen. (laughs) So I said to the bosses, you know what? I'll see if I can fit you in on my Sunday. I had nothing to do. And plus, also, this is a really great hobby. So I really hope, depending on what you're you're doing, to repeat myself for a Sunday, maybe you're out on a stroll with your mask on, unless you've been vaccinated. Or, for that matter, you're busy throwing a nice little piece of meat in your built-in facilities, not standing outside with the wind blowing as it's uh, starting to progress from fall to full-on winter here in South Africa. But uh, what are you doing? Let us know in the public chat forum. Hop on www.bulldogs-radio.com. Tell us what's on your mind. What are you busy doing? Would you like to request a song? Just scroll on down to the light blue box situated at the bottom left-hand corner. Marked in light blue, you'll see my name, plus the words live on air. If you'd like to have a song played, come on, it's a Sunday. I want to make your Sunday, and I'll play it for you on the air. How you wag your tongue And name with words as you please I'm second guessing you're the chosen one Think you can kill my
To join in our live chat room on our website www.bulldogs-radio.com.
This is Bulldogs Radio, the station where friends meet. course you will because where else are you gonna go brian adams from 1986 and you heard it here as part of tempo tavern extra for your sunday on the bulldogs radio network 
Released as part of his album called Reckless, the album features Brian standing in a black and white facade, majority black with only a shade of white, barely making out his face, but mostly illuminating his eyes. This was also the divide year when vinyl switched over to CD, which is a lot more compressed and a lot more compact. But that's only reiterating myself and making my previous word redundant. But who would have thought that decades later we would see a revival of sorts, a rebirth, shall I rather say, of the vinyl LP record? But then again, one of his famous songs that was marketed as part of the album, the other one being Summer of 69. Ahead of that, we brought you Disturbed with This Moment, a single that was released not part of their usual discography, but used to market the first ever live vi- uh, full screen edition of the Transformers film with Michael Bay at the helm and featuring the return voice of the original Optimus Prime in the form of Montreal-born Peter Cullen. And then from 2011, Desire for Need by Seether, who originally performed back in my motherland as Saren Gas, the deadly toxic gas nerve agent. Uh, I'm thinking of Zyklon B, which was used in the uh, concentration camps in the gas chambers, namely at Sobibor and in Auschwitz. It was Zyklon B, it wasn't Saren Gas. And surprisingly enough, when Seether went to the States in 02 to sign up with Wind Up Records, it was the record company that made them switch their name. Could it be because of the fact that they were afraid that anti-Semitism was going to be associated with the name of the band? Might be. Might be. What people don't know about Seether is that the lead singer is the only original member from my home country, raised in Maritzburg, Peter Maritzburg, on the coast, which is situated to the northeast of the country, a prolific front-row rugby player until injuring his back at age 12. It would be then a year later that he decided to pick up the guitar for the first time and would become the entity that he is today. And sadly, internationally, there's not a lot of South African success stories. I can name them by the tip of my fingers. There's Geis de Villiers, who would go on to make a big name for himself from 07 onward on the New York stage. Before that, though, Gideon Emery, whom people know here in this country for his variety of stage performances, voiceover work, performed on stage with the great Bill Flynn and the late, uh, sorry, uh, it's only Bill Flynn who's sadly passed on. Paul Slavolepsi is still amongst the living. But ultimately, when going on to America, made great strides for himself in various motion pictures, namely in 2010 that I can think of, taking on the role of a Russian gangster in Takers, which I don't think a lot of people talk about, a very underrated gem of an action film, and uh, but most famously played the role of Deucalion in Teen Wolf. That's right. That gentleman with the polished English voice, much similar to mine. He's from my own country, although he was born in Windsor, came out here at age seven, moved back for a while and ultimately then came back and uh, Stayed up until he finished drama school, up until 03 when he moved to the States, much like what Tony Jay did in similar fashion. So it just goes to show there's always room for improvement, and I'd like to see a lot of pedigree. And I'm saying this to, I, to uh, my kinsmen. I would like to see a lot of pedigree talent go over to more developed countries and show the Yanks what we are made of. We've got the talent. Instead of the posers who get free access and... Uh, Sadly, make their name in the process. Grave digger, grave digger, 
send me on my way Release me to this earth Within this shallow grave Grave digger, grave digger Bring me to my knee Forget what I have done Forgive me if you please Save me if you can The time for me has come Let me be the one that got away Grave digger, grave digger Slowly fill my grave Whisper to your God Allow me to be saved Pray for my lost soul Release me from this earth Allow me to grow old Save me if you can The time for me has come Let me be the one that got away you nothing but the best music.
one of the best internet radio stations around.
Can you believe it, hey? Already half the hour just goes to show time flies when you are having fun. And you're having fun right here on the Bulldogs Radio Network. You just heard Let's Go from 2015 from Def Leppard featuring Joe Elliott and Vivian Campbell in fine form after an especially long term of coping with uh, devastating illness. Earlier on, you heard from Blues Saracino, a session musician who decided to try his hand at solo work with a couple of dark country numbers, one of them being what I played for you a, a little earlier by the name of Grave Digger, and something from my childhood years from 2001's Sinner featuring original vocalist Dave Williams' Drowning Pool with Reminded. Would you like to make someone Sunday? Just scroll on down to the bottom left corner of the bulldogs-radio.com website. I depend... Let me correct myself. I assume it's exactly the same on the app, the bottom left-hand corner of the app. Just click on the uh, request line, and you can gladly request a song to be played during the course of this program. Make someone's day as well. Let them know what you think about them. Attach a little special message with that song. Come on, be the better person.
sampled electric guitars.
the maestro of the pan flute, the pioneer, in fact, George Zamfir from Budapest, Hungary, the Lonely Shepherd, the original version, perfect Sunday music for a perfect Sunday afternoon, or morning, or mid-evening, depending on where you are, because we're international, Bulldogs Radio plays you great music so we can make great friends. We also played you another pioneer who revived interest in the Irish folk scene in the form of Mike Oldfield, who played you the bell with actor Alan Rickman, who is now busy doing his best up there in heaven, entertaining along with uh, the greats of the time who we lost uh, in that era. The Bell. I did say the song title. If I didn't, now I did. And we also played you the same thing by Belinda Carlisle, who broke off from the Go-Go's to pursue a solo career. If you'd like to have your favorite song played, just make sure that you head on to our website, bulldogs-radio.com. Scroll on down to the bottom left corner, request a song, Do it and do it now. I'm going to play you more Sunday music by a song from a friend of mine who lives up there in Texas who rose in the 60s, I'm led to understand, when Austin was appearing itself as a burgeoning music scene, literally forming a sort of competition with other competing states of uh, the surrounding areas of the U.S., namely Nashville, and later Muscle Shoals that saw the rise of such artists, namely... um, uh, who sang When a Man Loves a Woman? I see his face in front of me. He worked as a janitor until being uh, approached by uh, Quinn Ivy and Rick Hall to come and record there. I've got to look it up. I've got to look it up. Otherwise, I'm going to kick myself. The name is perhaps on the tip of my tongue. But while I'm looking up, this song that I'm talking about would be remade by Michael Bolton in the 90s and also feature that power vocal Percy Sledge, that's who I was thinking of, Percy Sledge, who recorded it in 66. So the point that I'm trying to make here is the country scene was starting to make a rise of sorts in Tennessee, uh, the music scene which featured a whole bunch of genres in Austin, featuring that of rock, featuring that of easy vocal, bubblegum pop, yada, 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 was all happening more or less in the Austin music scene because of, from what I'm led to understand, from what research has shown me, because of the availability of venues and the cost of low-income housing. Other artists who grew up with this legend at the time was that of the lady who saw life in Port Arthur, Texas, and literally led her life and her career full tilt sang raw, rough, and raspy. A lot of her friends would tell her to hold back a little to preserve her voice, but then she would retort, why would I want to sound mediocre from now when I can sound mediocre a couple of years later? And that, of course, would be Janis Joplin, who passed away, and then three months or six months after she died, uh, You, Me, and Bobby McGee was a number one. Uh, smash hit for the young artist. This gentleman who I'm talking about, his music career spanned only seven years, but to this day is considered one of the defining blues artists of his time with phenomenal guitar work. I'd like to dedicate this song to a good friend of mine who suggested this unto me when he appeared on my podcast Having a Cuppa not more than a month and a half ago. His name is Forrest Ferguson. I love you dearly, Fergie. You'll always be my surrogate dad. This is Stevie Ray Vaughan with Lenny.
What a perfect choice for Sunday. Angelo Badalamenti, the master composer alongside David Lynch, who composed the theme to what else? Twin Peaks that saw a third season revival just a couple of years ago. Great, great song. Oh, so mesmerizing. I barely forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. This is what I wanted to say. In the third season, I saw a clip of it on YouTube. It's still there, available uh, to view, where two uh, rough and toughers, backwards riffraff, are crawling into the street cafe where uh, Dale Cooper is enjoying his cup of coffee and slice of pie, trademarks of the show, of course, and he's there all silent. And as these, I think there were three of them, as I recall, and as this trio is starting to make trouble, Dale just looks at them with that gleary-eyed, straight face of his, when all of a sudden he pulls out his gun, shoots one on the foot, and gives the other two a rough doing over, eventually throwing their weapons in an oil fryer, (laughs) to the amazement of other customers. But truly one of David Lynch's great works, Twin Peaks, I've been aching to try and view that uh, series, even though it was released in the 90s, 92, I understand, the year that I was born. So I was very young to have viewed it. It's still viewed as one of David Lynch's best works, apart from all the other films that he did. Eraserhead, I know, was one of his early successes. But nevertheless, artistry does not know any bounds. I mean, it was Pablo Picasso himself who said, Art is dangerous. Welcome to the second hour of Art. This is Bulldogs Radio, playing you great music, great friends. My name is Chris Snell. For a Sunday, seeing that we didn't have a Thursday show, and if you've just joined us, welcome. Thank you for your time. And again, my sincere and humble apologies that we weren't on air our usual time slot on Thursdays. But I hope you can enjoy this next two hours with us, and we're kicking this hour off with a bang. Literally.
This is Bulldogs Radio, the station where friends meet. station that plays you nothing but the best music.
I promised you we're going to kick off the second chapter with a bang, and so we did. From 2007's Dark Passion Play, their sixth full-length album, Annette Olsen replacing Tarja Tarunen as lead singer before being taken over herself by Fleur Janssen, it's Nightwish with Bye Bye Beautiful. A special deluxe edition would come out roughly five years later in 2012, the first year that I began Uh, studying towards a diploma in mass communications. Of course, where could you go wrong with Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, off 85 debut album Appetite for Destruction? And then they're rough and they're tough and they take no prisoners because they're Rammstein with Fire Frei, translated from German into English as Fire at Will. Speaking of Nightwish, though, when Tarja, the original lead, sings... Singer, I don't know if there's a female form to that. It's uh, unisex. When formal original lead singer Tarja Turunen was still part of Nightwish, which was uh, originally a power trio until they got an additional fourth guitar or they got a bassist. Can't remember. But uh, in any event, they did a rendition of Phantom of the Opera. Now, I'm led to understand Sarah Brightman, of course, she sang... uh, the part of the female lead in Andrew Lloyd Webber's original uh, uh, musical score, which he did with Steve Hardy. But now there's an Antonio Panderas version that I've been made aware of by one of our listeners. Thankfully, we've tracked the record down for you, and you're going to hear it here first. By listener request, Sarah Brightman and Antonio Panderas taking center stage, singing Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Phantom of the Opera. This is the Tempo Tavern.
one of the best internet radio stations around. On the bank of the river stood running back, young Indian brave. On the other side of the river stood his lovely Indian maid. Little white dove was a her name, such a lovely sight to see. But they're tried, but with each other, so their love could never be. Running bear, love little white dove, with a love big at the sky. Running bear, love little white dove, with a love that couldn't die. He couldn't swim the raging river, cause the river was too wide. He couldn't reach little white dove waiting on the other side. In the moonlight, he could see her throwing kisses across the way. Her little heart was beating faster, waiting there. For her brave running bear, love little white dove with a love big at the sky. Running bear, love little white dove with a love that couldn't die. Running bear, though in the water, little white dove did the same, and they swam out to each other. Through the swirling stream they came As their hand touched and their lips met The raging river pulled them down Now they'll always be together In that happy hunting ground Running bear, love little white dove With a love big as the sky Running bear Love little white dove with a love that couldn't die. More music, more music, more music.
You're listening to one of the best internet radio stations around.
great song to reminisce to on a Sunday. It's the Tempo Tavern Extra on the Bulldogs Radio Network. Duran Duran and the original Ordinary World. We played you a You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet by Bachman Turner Overdrive from 1960 Running Bear by Johnny Pearson and a great rendition of Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Phantom of the Opera sung by Andrew Lloyd Webber veteran and regular Sarah Brightman. This time, Andrew Antonio Panderas replacing Steve Hardy. Unbelievable to think what a singing voice the man has. An underrated actor, let me tell you, because there's not one film that I have not seen of Antonio that has not had me either in stitches, thrilled, or begging for more. He has showcased his singing abilities in other films as well. You might not know this film. You might know its sequel called Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but Antonio Panderas played it before the role of El Mariachi in Desperado in the 90s. This is when Tarantino, along with Robert Rodriguez, was starting to make some sort of uh, inroads as directors and filmmakers. And uh, he's also shown off his dancing moves as real-life dancing instructor Pierre Dulaine in the film called Take the Lead. But for audience members like me, who respect the Spanish for wooing women, will remember him as the original... Zorro in the film The Mask of Zorro and its sequel The Legend of Zorro alongside Catherine Zeta-Jones and himself Sir Anthony Hopkins who's just bagged another Oscar this year for his role in The Father. He took the role of Don Diego de la Vega trying to break the stereotype of Hannibal Lecter doing it to a greater or a lesser degree of success due to the fact that he would revisit the role of Lecter one final time in 2002's Red Dragon, which was a remake of sorts of the 86 Manhunter, which was the feature film debut of director Michael Mann, who had uh, tried to make his way from small screen to big screen after the success of Miami Vice and uh, Police Crime Story. Sorry, Police Story was a completely different uh, TV series. Crime Story with Dennis Farina. But in any event, I think personally uh, Red Dragon is one of the best of the Hannibal series. They're Sons of the Lambs. Hannibal in 2000 and... Was it 1999 or 2001? That's a toughie. I struggle sometimes to differentiate the years. But either one of those two years, of course, uh, Julianne Moore replaced Jodie Foster in the role of Clarice Starling. There was 02, where uh, Edward Norton played the police officer, taking over the role from William Peterson, who by that time was already on CSI as Gil Grissom. And then the genre would be revisited later, in Hannibal Rising, focusing on uh, Hannibal's younger years, but this time the character in younger form portrayed by French actor Gaspard Houllier. Here's an intimate, titillating scene, emphasis on tit, between Antonio Panderas as Alejandro Morietta, the new Zorro, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. You remember that scene in the horse table? Good morning, senor. Good morning, senorita. Give it back. What? Whatever it is you have stolen from my father, I want it back. Give it to me. No.
I don't have the time to give you the proper instruction. <laughs> I've had the proper instruction since I was four.
The Tempo Tavern, only on the Bulldogs Radio Network. We played you a great choice of Sunday music from reclusive artists, believe it or not. Uh, earlier on, you heard from 76's Peter Frampton. He's not uh, reclusive with the original Baby I Love Your Way. Then we played you Vangelis, Conquest of Paradise. I need to be corrected on this. You know what? I'm not going to commit an error in judgment, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There was a band called Aphrodite's Child. Lucas Sederas, Vangelis was one, and then there was their lead singer, who became a successful solo artist in his own right. Demis Roussos. That was the name that I was looking for. I wanted to say Nikos, the piano player, but that was wrong. It was Demis Roussos, who also provided bass, acoustic, and electrical guitar to the trio. And they were the most progressive rock band in all of Greece at the time. Of course, uh, Demis, who struck out on his own as a solo singer, got a fair deal of amount of controversy due to the fact that it was perceived that he only sang international English songs, which caused him a fair amount of ostracization from his native uh, Greeks. Although, if you were to look at his entire discography, from the time that he began his solo career up until the time that he sadly left us, which was round about 2015, as I recall, he sang in all languages. He sang in English, he sang in Greek, he sang in Portuguese, and he sang in uh, Russian. He did a couple of songs in Russian, so he was a very versatile vocalist and multilinguist, and sadly didn't achieve that uh, amount of popularity again as he would have with uh, Aphrodite's Child. So it was Demis Roussos, Vangelis, and Lucas Sederas. And Sederas quite oddly enough, disappeared from the music scene entirely. I wonder what ever happened to him. Hmm, one can never tell. And then we played you a dual uh, serving of Enya, one of her most popular, Orinoco Flow from Ireland and Only Time, that was used as part of a soundtrack for a little-known film in 98, which was uh, a star-making sort of entry for a pre-Matrix Keanu Reeves, who had just followed up his success with Speed, and, of course, with what else? Point Break. And when The Matrix came along, oh, well, forever and a day, Keanu Reeves would be labeled as an action hero who's uh, resurrected that mystique again with the John Wick trilogy. And as I'm led to understand, there are two more on the way, which he's shooting back-to-back. And Keanu, attractive as he is, and as young-looking as the press perceive him to be, is not today's child anymore. He's approaching 54, I believe. But then again... If it pays the bills and it keeps the fans happy, jump, buddy, jump. All he has to say is how high. You remember we played you Bachman Turner Overdrive a little earlier? I forgot to mention, he has a son who followed him in the music business and enjoyed a modicum of popularity in the 90s. I wonder if we'll ever see it again. I hope. But year after year, 365, there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear this proper number. The son of Robert Bachman. Tal Bachman, she's so high on Bulldogs Radio. She's blood, flesh and bone, now types of silicone. She's touch, smell, sight, taste and sound. But somehow I can't believe that anything should happen. I know where I belong And nothing's gonna happen
Can you believe it, hey? Talent runs in the family. Tal Bachman, the son of the legendary lead singer of Bachman Turner Overdrive with She's So High, a still perennial radio favorite. Speaking of radio, welcome to the Bulldogs Radio Network. If you just joined us for this Sunday, it's the Tempo Tavern Extra. My name is Chris Nell, broadcasting live from South Africa to every corner of the world. A pleasure again to have your company. We still have 60 more minutes to go before this program comes to an end, but uh, as the end is not where near in sight... Think of this as the beginning, not the end. If you'd like to make someone Sunday, head on down to our Bulldogs-Radio website. Scroll on down to the bottom left corner where you'll see a light blue box where you can request a song. Make someone's Sunday. We're going to play a combination of up-tempo and down-tempo. Let's see how this hour plays out.
7 online radio bringing you the best music. I present is entertaining your sound waves every day. Beware the bite. Radio, 
the station where friends meet. Uh -huh. Someday we can start again, someday soon. 
Last year, while hosting a benefit to uh, uh, Benefit Australia after they suffered that very bad spate of brush fires, Elton John was commissioned to appear on stage but could barely make the performance because of a sudden health ailment. Let's hope that he's been uh, doing well thereafter, but I know that he's not actively touring anymore because of his advanced age. But it doesn't mean that he won't stop recording music. We'll see what the time delivers. I mean, if you look at the pandemic this last year or so, uh, a lot of artists who've been still cracking at it at an advanced age are commissioning albums now. So, Alice Cooper is one example. I mean, with barely the release of Detroit Stories, he mentioned on an Australian TV show, talk show, that he's got another album incoming, including one with his supergroup, The Hollywood Vampires. So come, Elton, come, 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 come. Don't let that talent go to waste. But let's be honest, a multi-Grammy winner, inducted as a Disney legend, and a virtuosic piano player and composer who loved to play songs of Chopin and Bach at only 11 years old while training as a pianist at the Royal Academy of Music in London, what can you say more about Sir Reginald Dwight, Elton John, uh, Coming off of the success of The Lion King, for which he wrote Circle of Life and Lion... Uh, not Lion Sleeps Tonight. Um, can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> well, both songs sound ample similar. Both have tonight in the title. Uh, DreamWorks Animation commissioned him to write this for The Road to El Dorado, featuring the voice talent of Kenneth Branagh and Kevin Klein, The Road to El Dorado, based on a legend when the greedy Spanish conquistador Hernán Cortés was on his way off the coast, uh, what is now known as Spain, he came across the Aztec Indians, El Dorado, the place of gold. We would uh, cross paths with one Montezuma. And it would be said that uh, in order to get more gold, he would kidnap uh, uh, Montezuma until it broke out into a big on full-on fight between the Spanish Legion and the Aztec Indians. What happened afterwards? No encyclopedia or history book can tell you, but I'd, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by nature, but uh, that might be still an uncovered gem still to follow. Who knows? Pardon the pun. Ahead of that, we played you Big Country with Look Away from 1983, when uh, Stuart Adamson was still front runner of the group, front man, until ultimately succumbing to the temptation of the rocker's lifestyle, drugs and alcohol. <sighs> Such a... A killer to creativity. In fact, I was watching an interview not too long ago on YouTube when uh, Steve Harvey said that he doesn't need drugs and alcohol to promote creativity. And that's a big fat lie when people tell you that they need to smoke weed or get blitzed when writing songs or making films because it enhances their creativity. Sure, it's a gateway drug, and I'm referring to marijuana, which is legal in certain parts of the world and a greater number of states in the U.S., but... George Carlin said it best, which would be his second-to-last interview he gave before dying of uh, cardiovascular disease at 71, that is, is that marijuana is an hallucinogen, a gateway drug. And if you've been taking it for an extended period of time, let's say 10 to 20 years, it changes your values, it changes your perceptions of the world. That is the only thing that it does. And then, of course, gateway, key word, being uh, the gateway to other hard substances that made mud out of great talent. 
and unfortunately it is still rife in our business. It is still rife in the world out there, I'm sad to say, which is a bigger pandemic than what COVID-19 ever was, in my humble opinion. You, you can take that to the bank and make that with what you will. We also played you ACDC with Money Talks with uh, Brian Johnson having replaced Bon Scott in a tumultuous time in Brian's life when he just divorced his first wife and settling in America to pursue his career further beyond uh, what he had just achieved with Geordie and initially in Australia with his initial success having joined with a recording of Back in Black. But now who wouldn't know the name Brian Johnson and that distinctive voice of his? And such a versatile talent and I don't believe a lot of people know that because they only recognize that devilish grin whenever he trots on stage and he roars into that microphone. But he's got a love for cars. In fact, he expanded on his oeuvre I wanted to say ovier, but I learnt in the dictionary you pronounce it oeuvre. So as part of his oeuvre, the BBC commissioned him to be host of a couple of motoring programs, which was hosted during the time when Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> booted a BBC producer, which caused Top Gear to come to a grinding halt and causing Hammond, May and Clarkson to go out the door simultaneously before resurfacing with the uh, Grand Tour which ran a full-on three seasons on Amazon Prime. But back to Brian. In the interim, it would be Angus who would host Cars That Rock, and he would go through all sorts of spaces all over the world, testing out great vehicles. And I mean, that guy is literally like a child when he's amongst one of those hot rods. He even took a Rolls-Royce Phantom out, uh, pretending to be a chauffeur back in Ty uh, Newcastle-upon-Tyne, Tyneside referred to by the locals. So it just goes to show, and I said this on the previous program last week, quoting that uh, famous Vincent Price line, a man who limits his interests limits himself.
It's half the hour on Bulldogs Radio playing you great music in order to make great friends. Oh, I can't get enough of this. Silent Screams by Halford off the album Resurrection, recorded by the ever-famous Sound City Studios. If you have not seen the documentary Sound City, released in 2013, what the hell are you waiting for? Make sure that you hop on Netflix or whatever provider that you make usage of. Amazon, there's so many of streaming services out there released uh, that uh, kicked off last year. I mean, you can search for anything within a finger snap. And uh, make sure that you watch the documentary of how all these famous albums that you and I know and love were recorded back in the days when analog was still the... Uh, preferred measure or medium of recording and it also illustrates a lovely little parallel between analog and digital even though we still are in a digital era it's unbelievable to see that analog has made a triumphant return if you've been listening since uh, earlier on you'll hear that i mentioned who would have thought that we would see a second coming of sorts of the vinyl lp record and it's outdoing in sales what CDs ever did before. Not knocking you if you are a CD lover. I mean, after all, your choice is your choice, and we do have the freedom of choice, even though the media would like to tell us different. But the fact remains standing. It's the sound quality that makes a big difference. So any event, Sound City, shot in uh, the early to late 2000s by Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters and Nirvana frontman, Actually, he was a drummer for Nirvana. He was the front man of the Foo Fighters. Uh, created that documentary. Check it out. Tell me what you think. In fact, you'll thank me for it the next time that you appear on this program. A second argument I'd like to bring. In my radio career, it's been surprising to see how many artists are great vocalists. Whenever they record or wherever they perform, sometimes you'll get two or more artists that sound exactly the same it's so difficult to tell the one from the other in means of singing style, especially in the case of Judas Priest. Now, headlines were made when Rob Halford called it quits with Judas Priest, and this was presumptively of an incident when uh, Rob wrote on stage during a performance in Toronto, Canada, and a high-rising drum riser hit him in the face as he was traveling on stage with his trademark uh, Harley Davidson. But with broken nose and all, he still performed before seeking medical attention, and that's when he decided, okay, fellas, I'm going to do my own thing. Cheers. But it did not take Judas Priest long to find a replacement who would perform with them up until 2004 when Halford returned to Priest. His name is Tim Ripper Owens. Ripper being one of the Priest songs of which he modeled his stage name. Now, Ripper began his music career in a Judas Priest tribute band, ultimately being hired by, this <laughs> by the band on short notice when they were a new album due by their record company. He went on with them in the booth, recording their very first song in one take, which would form Jugulator of 97. But it would be 2001's Demolition that made Ripper Owens especially a household name. Just a shame that his... Uh, Career with Priest didn't last as long as he would, but I hear a rumor via the grapevine that Owens, along with K.K. Downing, original alum of Priest, 
since been replaced by Richie Faulkner, have now begun a priest band of their own called KK's Priest. I've been scouring wherever I could get an EP or a at least a solo single, but so far, no dice. But it's around the corner. So I'm going to present a challenge to you. I'm going to play you a song of one of Ripper Owens' tenures with Priest. And you tell me how near he sounds to Halford's original singing voice. That same level of vibrato that Halford introduced, Owens introduces as well. And I don't think Owens got the amount of clout that he did. So in any event, off 2001's Demolition, this is Priest with Ripper Owens as vocalist with Hell is Home. Yeah. 
Huh? What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> I have my guardian sitting here right opposite me. And as I began playing this song, she's also a priest fan. And when I played her this song and I told her it's two different vocalists, one Ripper Owens and the other one, Rob Halford, original singer, she said to me, you know what, I have to agree with you. I can't tell the birds from the blossoms. They sound so similar. Now, my question is, if history didn't play out the way that it did, uh, with Halford returning, would Ripper Owens have stayed on as primary vocalists and become a better known artist? Uh, it's difficult to say, because of, with branding and marketing these days, well, you can never tell what the big ups would uh, would ascribe it to, but then again, you have to think about the artist's sensibilities as well, because as I'm led to understand, Ripper Owens was let go unceremoniously from the band after Halford's return, but not that his career waned in any given manner whatsoever. He formed Iced Earth and Charred Walls of the Damned, both uh, two short-lived bands, and I know that Iced Earth, if I'm not mistaken, was formed by one of uh, Howard Stern's producers who was trying to break into the music scene at the same time. But in any event, after that all went belly up, Ingwe Malmsteen hired him for a couple of albums, and Ingwe Malmsteen, we all know, one of the prime guitar virtuosos next to Steve Vai, but Steve Vai beats him in spades, my humble opinion. And now with the forming of KK's Priest, I've heard or read an article just a couple of minutes ago that their sound and their look is completely a carbon copy of what Priest Looks was in the 80s with the release of their first single, which is about to hit the shelves sometime or another. Maybe they'll release it on a 7-inch, a 7-single, we call it here in South Africa. Wouldn't that be lovely? A nice little picture disc with KK Priest's logo right in the center. Oh, it's going to be so great. Now, another love of mine is mashups, where you take two popular songs, mash them together. I've played a version of The Police and Snow Patrol when they did Chasing Cars and Every Breath You Take Together. We've, In fact, last weekend, my mother and I were watching a film by Adam Sandler called Just Go With It, and that song appeared on the, uh, on the film, uh, Snow Patrol and The Police, I'm referring to. But what would it sound like if you took two popular pop rock bands of the 2000s and put a pop singer in the midst of between. Listen to this lineup. Green Day, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Paradise by Coldplay, and Katy Perry singing Wide Awake. Put it all together, and there you've got a mashup. Do you think it would sound uncommon? Mm, I think so too. Let's take a listen. This is Bulldogs Radio with Tempo Tavern Extra. Whoa, hold on. What have we got here? Woo! Ugh. Goosies. What do you think?
listening to one of the best internet radio stations around. Music on the best station.
That was the penultimate round. Last call here on Tempo Tavern Extra on the Bulldogs Radio Network from 1989. ACDC sound alike. Brittany Fox with Left Me Stray. We played you some country by Emmy Lou Harris, Heaven Only Knows, immortalized on the television series Sopranos, the premiere episode of season five, where Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini's character, is sitting outside his former luxury home, lighting a cigar. And the episode ends in a silhouette where uh, Tony Soprano sits and puffs on his stogie with an AK-47 resting ever so solemnly by his side as he's waiting for a bear to approach. And that silhouette proves as part of the story that the world outside in the entire New Jersey knows Tony Soprano is the Don of Dons. We also played you a mashup of Katy Perry featuring Coldplay and Green Day's Boulevard of Broken Dreams. But Katy Perry's song Wide Awake serves as the foundation of this mashup, well put together, and it's from an anonymous mixer that I just happened to find online. But this song, because it's so close to the original, the other two songs follow suit and they complement each other rather beautifully. As we approach the end, one final song is at play. I started with this band from Omaha, Nebraska, called Emphatic, and you heard uh, I Don't Need You as the kickoff. Now we end off with Louder Than Love by Emphatic off the 2013 release called Another Life. This is for my special one out there. I look forward to meeting you sometime soon. 
For you, my darling, I can't wait to look into your beautiful eyes and tell you how much I love you, because what we've got is louder 
than love. Emphatic from 2013, ending off the show. Thank you so much for joining us for Tempo Tavern Extra. I felt I owed it to you, my audience, for having a show that we couldn't make on Thursday. It was great fun. Thank you so much again for tuning in. But don't tune out because Janet Sedgwick will be ready with the lounge at 6 local time. So do join in for that little crowd pleaser kicking off in about an hour's time from now. Lord willing, we'll be back again Thursday between 5 and 8 local time for the usual Tempo Tavern. And remember, Bulldogs Radio provides you with 24 hours of great music so we can make great friends. Until we meet, have a great week to follow. Keep your head down, keep your chin up, and always look on above. My name is Chris Snell. Until the next time we meet, ciao, ciao. Don't forget to join in our live chat room on our website.